Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. All right, it's that time of the week again. We're going to be reviewing a conference talk from April 2019. And today, the conference talk that I've chosen is by Sister Becky Craven, who is the second counselor in the Young Women's Presidency of the Church. And Sister Craven gave a talk titled, Careful Versus Casual. And before we jump in, I want to share something she said right at the end, because I really, really loved this quote, and this is where the title of this episode comes from. She says, although we may not be perfect, brothers and sisters, we can be worthy, worthy to partake of the sacrament, worthy of temple blessings, and worthy to receive personal revelation. So I love that idea just off the get-go of this idea of not being perfect, but being worthy. And I think that's hard for us sometimes. You know, I remember when I first, my very first time I got my temple recommend when I was going to get my endowments before my mission. And I went to see the stake president and he asked that final question of the temple recommend process. Um, You know what I get? Shoot. Wow. I can't even remember him now, but it's, you know, um, is there anything else in your conduct um, which um, would preclude you from having a temple recommend? I, that's not the wording, and I would have to sit and think about it to remember it. Wow, I can't believe I've forgotten that. I used to have them all memorized. But I remember looking at him and saying, I, I'm not perfect. And he, he looked at me and said, he goes, I didn't ask if you were perfect. And I think sometimes we get caught up in that. And, you know, I, I'm opening my scriptures now because this is a, I didn't intend to share this, but it just popped into my head as we were talking about it. Uh, in section 121, you know, the Savior tells us of all of these qualifications we need to have, you know, like no power influence can or ought to be maintained by the per- virtue of the priesthood. And then he lists all these qualifications. And then he says um, in verse 45, let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men into the household of faith and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God. And I know that there have been times, and I'm getting better at understanding this, and this is exactly this idea of being worthy, even though you're not perfect, but to think, because I, you know, I think individually we're so aware of the things that we do wrong and and where we fall short and what our weaknesses are, that the idea of being able to have confidence in the presence of God, 
seems really far-fetched and it seems hard to do, but it is possible. And I think it's so important for us to realize that, you know, Heavenly Father, yes, we're commanded to be perfect, but he knows that we can't be. Obviously, that's why he sent the Savior. That's why we're we're reading all of these stories this year about the Savior's earthly ministry because we aren't perfect. And so because of that, the Savior had to come and be perfect and sacrifice for us. But we can be worthy. We can live at the standard that is required of us to be able to, like she says, partake of the sacrament, go to the temple, receive personal revelation. We can live that standard. And if we're living that standard, we need to know that we're doing okay. You know, I know in a previous episode, I can't remember what one it was, uh, but there was a quote that I shared from President Eyring. And he made the comment that, uh, you know, we were talking about um, repentance. And President Eyring's quote was that if you feel the Spirit, that's an indication that you have repented. Uh, that's an indication that the Spirit's back, so you have repented. And so we have that opportunity with the sacrament each week to uh, to be able to be worthy and, and still be working towards perfection, striving to be perfect in Christ. I love that phrase from Moroni chapter 10. It's one of my favorite phrases in the scriptures, this idea of being perfect in Christ. Not being perfect, but being perfect in Christ. Being perfect because we're utilizing the atonement and Christ is perfect. And so there, therefore, we can become perfect through the atonement. And if we're worthy, if we live those standards, if, we're, if we can hold a temple recommend, you know, if we're feeling the Spirit, then we know that we're doing okay. And it's important for us to realize that and to know that. So in this talk, let's talk about some of the other things she talks about. The first is... She, she references the, the tree of life, you know, the, the vision of the tree of life that Lehi had and, and Nephi had. And she makes an interesting observation that I had never realized before. Uh, she says, uh, and I'm just going to read what she says, um, and this is from uh, what she's referencing is 1 Nephi 8, um, and I'll give you the verses as we go through it. She says, consider that the rod of iron and the straight and narrow path or the covenant path led directly to the tree of life. And you can find that in verses 19 and 20 of, of 1 Nephi 8. And she says, where all the blessings provided by our Savior and his atonement are available to the faithful. Also seen in the vision was a river of water representing the filthiness of the world. The scriptures describe that this river, quote, ran along the path, yet passed only, quote, near the tree, not to it. And that's in verse 13 of, of 1 Nephi 8. And I never noticed that distinction between, I, I knew the rod of iron led to the tree of life. We know that because people grabbed the tree, rod of iron and they, were, they went straight to the tree of life. But I hadn't noticed or, or paid attention to the fact that it says that the river ran along and was near to the tree of life. I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, Satan really is okay with us doing okay. You know, he's okay. I mean, if you think of like the, uh, the oath and covenant of the priesthood in what is that section 84, I better double check that. I should know that, but I'm going to double check because I don't want to tell you something wrong. Yep. Oath and covenant of the priesthood. It says that, um, you know, the, the requirement is to magnify our callings. And yes, I know this is specifically about the priest, but it's, it applies to all of us. You know, 
we're supposed to be valiant in the testimony of Jesus. You know, we read in section 76. I better be writing these down so I can I can make sure that I reference all these. So Doctrine and Covenants 84. Doctrine, I did not plan on talking about these. So um, these are going to be new references. Uh, but, you know, section 76, the vision, it talks about how those in the celestial kingdom were valiant in the testimony of Jesus. Or actually, I think it says that the ones that aren't in the celestial kingdom weren't valiant in their testimony, indicating that those that were obviously were. But Satan's okay if we're okay. You know, it made me think of a couple of things. First, a C.S. Lewis quote. I love C.S. Lewis. He's he's an unbelievable um, wealth of knowledge. And C.S. Lewis said, and this is one of my favorite quotes, I know I've heard it in, I think I've heard it in a conference before, but he said, quote, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. And so it's that idea of, you know, Satan's okay. Like, he, I mean, he don't get me wrong. He would prefer us to just really screw up. I mean, if, if he had his choice, he would just have us really screw up. But he knows he can't get us to do that. But he also knows that if he can get us to not get all the way to the tree of life, we can't have celestial glory. You know, we can't have eternal life and exaltation. And so he will accept that. He's willing to negotiate and give a little so that we don't get everything. Because any separation from God, in a sense, is hell. You know, it, it's it's separation from God. And not being the celestial kingdom is a separation from God, even though that we know that the, the terrestrial and the telestial kingdoms are really, really good, amazing compared to where we're at today. But it's still not the celestial kingdom. And so he's okay with that if that's what needs to happen. And it made me think of... Also, uh, in addition to that quote, it made me think of the, the scripture in 2 Nephi 28 where it says, Others will he pacify and lull them away into carnal security that they will say, All is well in Zion, yea, Zion prospereth, all is well. And thus the devil cheateth their souls and leadeth them, caref- leadeth them away carefully down to hell. Now, if there's not a better description, I can't think of a better description of um, being casual than carnal security. You know, that's exactly what Nephi's talking about here. He's talking about people that got casual. They weren't horrible people. They probably still went to church on Sunday, but they probably didn't really study outside of that. They probably didn't do everything they could be doing. They weren't careful in keeping their covenants. They weren't careful in living the gospel. And that leads me to the next thing that I want to share from Sister Craven. She says, quote, there is a careful way and a casual way to do everything, including living the gospel. And then she says, um, she talks about how sometimes we rationalize what we do or why we do it or how we do it. And then she says, anytime we say, however, except or but, when it applies to following the counsel of our prophet leaders or living the gospel carefully, we are in fact saying, quote, that counsel does not apply to me. Then I love this phrase. She says, we can rationalize all we want, but the fact is there is not a right way to do the wrong thing. I love that quote. We can rationalize all we want, but the fact is there is not a right way to do the wrong thing. I mean, that, that sounds like a, um, 
there's a sister that was in my ward when I was bishop, um, and we we referred to her, and I know that some of her family listens to this, so they'll appreciate this reference. And and uh, Jay, please tell her that I I quoted her or mentioned her. But this sounds like a grandma bear phrase. There's not a right way to do the wrong thing. I mean, it's just one of those phrases that really sticks to you. And it's true. There is not a right way to do the wrong thing. You can't do the wrong thing a good way. And that's what Satan tries to get us to think, that we can do a wrong thing the right way. Well, you know, yeah, I'm doing this, but I'm still doing this too. We can't think that way. We can't be casual. We can't allow ourselves to be lulled into carnal security. We can't allow ourselves to, you know, set up shop on territory that's been counterclaimed by Satan, (laughs) to use C.S. Lewis's phrase. And that's so, so important to realize that, you know, we have to be careful. We have to be focused. We have to be diligent. We have to be valiant in, in our testimony of Jesus. We have to be um, you know, we have to magnify our callings. You know, we're, we're I'm referencing all these different scriptures and I'm going to have to remember them. Um, I also have to, ref- I have to put down Doctrine and Covenants 121 here too, because I know I mentioned that one earlier. All right. So final quote that I want to share of Sister Cravens. She says, we do not lower our standards to fit in or to make someone else feel comfortable. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. And as such, we are about elevating others lifting them to a higher, holier place where they too can reap greater blessings. As we're careful in living the gospel, instead of instead of being casual, we will lift others. We will invite them to be more like us. We will draw people unto us. We will have the light that Christ talks about being set on a hill so that others see it and they want to be like that. So I have two questions for you today. Number one is a question that actually is a question that Sister Craven invites us to, you know, to think about and to to really ask ourselves. And it is, what adjustments do you need to make to be more carefully aligned with your covenants? And the second question is, what are the warning signs that you are becoming more casual? And how can you make sure to recognize them sooner? You know, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and he talked about how he felt like he was doing worse spiritually than he had done in quite a while, and he felt like he was in a rut. And I wholeheartedly believe that that feels differently for all of us because we all have different weaknesses. We all have things we're not as good at that we don't, that we're not as diligent at doing. You know, for some it might be personal prayer. For some it might be scripture study. For some it might be getting to church every week. For some it might be I don't know attending the temple. Whatever it is. Those weaknesses, when we start to slip in those areas, is when I believe we'll start to get to where we're less careful and more casual in living the gospel. So if you can find a way to identify your warning signs, what are the things that start to slip for you? You know, is it that you, uh, you know, maybe it's that you don't say your prayers in the morning because you're just tired. And then after you do that, then you don't read your scriptures as much. And then you don't do this as much. And then you don't do this as much. Or maybe it's, um, you know, family prayer. Or maybe it's, um, you know, doing your ministering or, or whatever it is. What is it for you? What's the warning sign? What's the first thing that starts to, to get a little more casual that leads you down the path of being more and more casual and then getting into a rut and getting to where my friend it was where he, when he said that he was in a rut and he felt like he was doing worse spiritually than he had previously. So again, those two questions. 
What adjustments do you need to make to be more carefully aligned with your covenants? And the second one, what are your warning signs that you are becoming more casual? And how can you make sure to recognize them sooner? All right, that's it for today. Now, I know, I know you want to hang out with me longer, but we both have a ton of things to do today, including living the gospel and trying to be like Jesus. Cue primary children singing. I'm trying to be like Jesus. But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org. 